What the f is going on? I like to party. Jesus, honey, wax much? This is unwaxed. Get in, Lizzie. We're going shopping. With Sophia and Sistine Stallone. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Unwaxed Podcast with your favorite sisters, Sophia and Sistine Stallone. Look, you guys, if you haven't already noticed, we have a very special guest joining us today. We're going to start the show off a little bit differently. We thought this one right here is an eager beaver. We're going <laughs> to kick it off with her right away. We'll do a little weekly update with her. But we thought let's start the show by introducing this lovely lady. Not only have you guys been asking for her constantly since day one, and I don't blame you. We wanted to make sure this episode was perfect before we brought her on Aww. because this woman is not only one of the kindest, most selfless, most incredible individuals really that's ever walked the planet. It's real when people come up to you that you don't know and say the same thing. Yeah. She is smart. She's hardworking. She's a heart of gold and is quite literally close to perfect. No. I didn't think anyone could be, but she really is. Not only is she a wonderful wife, but she's a great mom as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. So here is our number one fan of the Unwax podcast, Jennifer Flavin Stallone. <laughs> Mama. Thank she you. is a Kava Poo fanatic <laughs> and a businesswoman and what else? A great mom. <laughs> Best job in the whole world is being Aww. a good mom. So thank you for coming on. We, you know, we Sophia's right when she said that we really wanted to make sure we were so comfortable with podcasting before having you just because we didn't want to mess it up. You're such a special one thank for us. You. Yeah, thank we're, you. We were nervous a little bit. We wanted to make sure that this was genuinely going to be great for you because we wanted our podcast to be set up. Right. And I know you, not that you, you have high, ex, like you're not pressuring mm -hmm. us or anything, but we just, I don't well, know. I'm very proud of you so. guys because I came in here and I'm like, wow, this is the real deal. You guys have set this up really nicely. You're always Aww. prepared. And I'm proud to be on your show. So thank you for having me. Oh, Mom. In, I'm like, you're like probably my most intimidating guest. I don't know if it's for Sistine, but really? for me, yeah. I'm no. shitting bricks right now. <laughs> Why? I'm so easy, girls. Mom, you're easy, but... What I love about the Stallones is that we're very honest with each other. Yes, very true. So sometimes, you know, I get nervous because I don't want to hear that I messed up. Well, here's the thing. I know your abilities. I know how strong you are, how smart you are, how hardworking. So when I see you doing average work, I'm going to tell you, you can do better. Now, if I- There we go. But <laughs> if I thought that you couldn't do it, I wouldn't expect. If I, if you were a C student and I knew you were a C student, I'd be like excited if you had got all C's. But I knew you were an A student. Yeah, I didn't and know I got knew, it. And yeah. then I knew that you guys, I could push you to be your best. So that's why I've, what I've always done. I'm still you. really nervous, but it's good to hear. Okay. Thank you. Um, I'm very impressed. So, good oh, job. Thanks, no. well, <laughs> so thanks, normally well. you guys know that we have our weekly update, which is usually some chaotic thing or some normal thing that's happened to Steve Steen and I. And you know what's kind of funny is our weekly update actually includes our mom. <laughs> and so we thought, why not just give the viewers your point of view as well? Oh, great. <laughs> Let me just set the scene for you guys. This happened maybe four or five days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia, my mom, and I decide, let's do a little girl's day. Let's go shopping. Let's have some fun. We're driving around. It's hot. 
I mean, how hot do you think it was? Maybe 89 degrees? But it was like 100% no, humidity. It so it was crazy. not just how hot it, it was. It was like, it's so humid. Unbreathable. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And we're driving home. I see a turtle. This doesn't happen in LA. I see a turtle just walking on the sidewalk. And I knew it is not going to make it to the stoplight. It is going to die. We have to go save this turtle. So immediately mm-hmm. I say, Mom, turn around. We, let's go save a life. Right. Without hesitation, Jennifer goes, let's turn around. Make a U-turn. Make a, pop a U-turn. <laughs> what we're not used to in Florida is how many one-way streets there are. Yeah. So she pops a U-turn, you know, mm-hmm. a little Fast and Furious, Bye. Vin Diesel action. We're going for a good, like, 30 seconds. No problem there. We don't even notice anything is happening. And then until, really until, you know a bunch of cars start honking and people giving us funny looks like like what like we're doing something wrong you and we're know? like what are you what doing are you, we're what saving are you doing? animals <laughs> what are you doing she quickly realizes well i quickly realized when the cars are coming straight towards you and they're all yelling at me and i'm like what do you want me to do i've got a turtle to save I we're got going a, down a i got a kid way. in the back seat that is very upset saying the turtle's going She's to like, die the turtle needs to so save. now we're going down a one-way street and you guys are probably thinking okay big deal everyone's gone Happens. down a one-way street before oh no no no. Oh, no 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 this would happen to me so there's this uh guy that i always run into at the gym mm. i call him hot gym guy and every time I go to the gym, I see him. Fuck, I know he's going to listen. Hey, what's up? Um, <laughs> at least I didn't say ugly gym guy. You said <laughs> hot gym guy. There you we go. Say hot yeah. gym guy. There we yeah. go. So after we do this embarrassing U-turn, we ended up leaving the turtle. And yeah, I couldn't sleep at night, but that's another story. I get a text about five minutes later from hot gym guy. And he goes, hey... Just saw you going down a one-way street. You good? Question mark. <laughs> Head on. Head no, on. Wrong way. And I said, let me just embarrass myself more. I was trying to save a turtle. And he's like, what? <laughs> like, actually what? I go up to him. He fa- actually, he comes up to me the next day in the gym, says, so word around Palm Beach is that you're just saving turtles. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I look super cool. And uh, seeing him this weekend. I hey. think it's a win-win situation here. <laughs> There's my daughter for you. There we go. There go. Started rough, ended good. And you know what? We don't know what happened to the turtle. Oh, that's true. That's so sad. But it is a it is a Florida turtle. They do end up finding water. They'll go into a pool yeah. or a little. How do you know? Because that's what turtles do, sister. But I have, I have a question. How <laughs> do the tur- turtles do? How did turtles end up there? How did the turtle end up there? Had to come from. Had to come from somewhere. Somewhere. It didn't just appear out of thin air. Like yeah. bury itself in the ground. Right. It'll be my mission this week to find it. Yes, we will find yes. that one turtle that you almost caused a car accident yes. for. Yes. So, let's stop talking about turtles and start talking about mom. Oh. <laughs> we obviously know everything about you already, mm-hmm. but since you are a guest, I thought we could sort of not only have an open discussion, but do sort of an interview-based type thing, just so the okay. listeners know who you are. You know, I definitely want to start with your childhood and your yeah. upbringing, because I think that's a really interesting story that you haven't really spoken about before. Mm-hmm. Are you comfortable with that? Yes. Okay. I'm very comfortable. With Let it. me know at any time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pull um, the plug. So let's just start with 
where you were raised, your family, your uh, how many okay. siblings you have. So I was raised in the San Fernando Valley. That's um, a very large area. Yeah. Um, like totally for sure. Like totally for sure. Like we went to the gallery like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. That's Such so a valley girl. Hot. It's so erotica, like totally awesome. <laughs> so I grew okay. up with Fast Times at Richmond High. If you can imagine, that's where I grew up. Oh, like so I grew fun. up with that whole area of a valley girl. Right. That was in my backyard. But you, you raised us. Dad you used to show us films. Like the films you showed us, we liked way better. It was yeah. like St. Elmo's Fire. It was Fast Times. Nice. It was Valley Girl. Yeah. It was all those. Those are the iconic great, ones. Great, great, you know, 80s films. Yeah. Well, anyways, I grew up in the valley. I'm one of seven kids. Um, what number I'm number are you? six of seven. So I have four older brothers, and they were born in Minnesota because my mom's from North Dakota. Mm-hmm. My dad's from Minnesota. They had four boys in Minnesota mm-hmm. and then decided to go out west, end up in California, and they had an, a whole other batch of children. <laughs> they had three girls. So they had my older sister, Trisha, me, and then my younger sister, yeah. Julie. That's a lot. That's Huge a lot. Family. It's a big, big family. So it was. It was, it was, it was okay. You know, we didn't have a lot of money. Um, my mom was a stay at home mom and, and my dad worked and, but we made it work. We worked, everyone had a job. We didn't have, you know, we mowed the lawn, cleaned the house, made our own lunches, but then tragedy struck. My dad had a heart attack and it was died, uh, instantly on a golf course and he was only 47. How old were you? I was 11. So that Crazy. is when my whole life went from, you know, just in kind of like everybody else had, was just growing up, you know, had to work hard, but then everything changed because my mom had never had a, a, a job besides being mm-hmm. a housewife, right. which is a big job, but she uh, had to get a job and uh, she so didn't did know anything guys, about though. money and it, right? and, 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 my, and she didn't know anything about how to pay a bill. So my dad paid all the bills, wrote all the checks. So she had to learn all that. In the meantime, she developed a really terrible drinking problem. So she became a full-on alcoholic yeah. and drank a lot. And that left seven kids on their own. Well, my brothers are a little older, so they were out of the house. Yeah. And they were sort mm-hmm. of figuring themselves out. And my sisters and I sort of raised each other. And right. so you have a 9-year-old, an 11-year-old, and a 14-year-old That's- raising an extraordinary yourself. amount Today, of responsibility. Today they would have probably take you out of the home. Right. Because that is not that really... responsibility I couldn't even imagine yeah. putting at someone that age. So you you guys, you I remember you told me stories of how you guys were sort of just feral children. Like every man for themselves. Like <laughs> we were feral children. If you were hungry, you needed to figure out money for lunch. So I had every babysitting job in the neighborhood. Um I learned to drive a car at 14. I was doing grocery shopping and we and then my mom would come home and leave us money in an envelope every week or mm-hmm. week and a half. She'd just come home and appear but then leave again and we would my sisters and I would take that cash and we'd go to the local grocery store and we had three sections of the grocery cart things we needed like toilet paper right. and a bag of apples and a few things and then things that we would like to have and then wish list. So the grocery, when we would be shopping, we had this, not a lot of money, yeah. but we made sure we got our essentials first. And then we said, okay, to the cashier, how, what are we at? And then she'd tell us the you know final price. And then we'd add the yeah. extra stuff in when we could. But it it taught me a lot about money. It taught me a lot mm-hmm. about saving. It taught me a lot about hard work and responsibility. And- not, not that any 11-year-old should have that type of mm-hmm. responsibility 
at such a young age because you don't really have any adult telling you what's right and wrong or you know you hit a lot of different yeah. milestones at that age and and you're sort of kind of like thrown into this thrown adult into world. this world and yeah. i would copy other families that i would go and have dinner at their home so i'd see how like a husband and wife behaved and how they raised their That's, children so you've i always just been very them. observant and yeah. i definitely want to get into how you being a little street smart, little <laughs> little savvy kid, um, little grungy little rat, little grungy rat. rat. But how it's funny because I feel like a lot of the things you do now, I can so see as a self reflection on things you did when you were younger. I mean, the way you organize everything, the way you're on top of. I mean, our household is perfect. No, well, I yeah, it is yeah. because I mean, I didn't have anyone cleaning yeah. my house growing up, so like everything had to be perfect or it would be end up being a disaster. So mm-hmm. I didn't. One thing when you grow up without parents, you you kind of realize that you can't make mistakes. Like kids yeah. that have a great home and two parents, they, they're allowed to kind of they like have fall down. Plans. Like I didn't have a backup plan. I mm-hmm. didn't have anyone to pick me up if I fell. Yeah. So it was like or if you, you fell, you fell hard and yeah. you had to get up off the street. Or to warn you about anything or right. teach you like, okay, you shouldn't go down this street or you shouldn't be walking back and forth to school alone I mean, when you're we did the stupidest things as kids i mean we would play chicken in the street and like literally lay down in the street and hope a car wouldn't hit us or say the car <laughs> i'm not kidding you i didn't even tell you that story i mean we would do the dumbest things and like i mean why don't ask yeah. me why we just didn't well i mean i'm 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 not surprised though you didn't have anyone telling you not to do so and right i mean i guess it did teach you a lot of things about growing up but it also just really kind of threw you into this whole lifestyle that you an adult world yeah, where it's you like, know it's like you didn't I didn't really have a childhood yeah because I was so concerned about making sure I had enough money yeah um, to, that you had a place to, to sleep and a, a food to eat and exactly that's tough but I want to talk about you in high school because I think contrary to how beautiful of a woman she oh, is no, and no, she no. was in high school as well you were bullied and picked on the stories that you tell me I just want to find these people that were mean to you <laughs> yeah, and just really. wring their necks, really. But I want to talk about you were voted, what were you voted most what? <laughs> most gullible. Most gullible. And? Yeah. and? Oh, well, well, we had this silly category. And it's silly stupid because I like of what it, because I would, I don't like it today because I think a lot of people are beautiful and it was most beautiful, but it was, but to me, it, I was no, so I know. See how uncomfortable that she's getting well, right now? Because it doesn't matter. Those yeah, things, no, it doesn't honestly, matter. Honestly, it really right. doesn't matter. So for me, it was like, I was embarrassed because I thought my girlfriends were far more beautiful than me. And I, I was really kind of shocked. Well, you, she is really saying that. I, I'm genuinely. not kidding you. You've my always friends, just yeah. been treated. You hated center of attention. Like, gorgeous. And they yeah. had all the boyfriends. So it wasn't like, I was like, mm, this is a little weird. But it was funny because I remember you telling me things like I was the kid that played the violin. Or was it the violin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I then the violin. You'd also go and do cheerleading lessons or cheerleading. Yeah. So school. in junior high, I was I played the violin. I was class historian. And this is, mind you, I didn't have parents. She had no so, one telling her to so do So no this. one told me to do this. And my sister Julie and I got perfect student awards, meaning we never oh. missed a day of school. We were never late. We turned in all of our homework. And so I when they- a tardy because of her. So, so I would I fell exactly. into it. <laughs> so so we would show up at the event and the party they threw for us in junior high and they would have all these parents sitting there and grandparents and my sister Julie and I are like perfect students and didn't have anybody cheering yeah. us on. So, you know, you just go through those things and you realize, okay, you know, you have two paths in life to take and you can make mistakes, but really 
you got to keep choosing the right path because Mm -hmm. the wrong path is speaking of the right (laughs) the right path um I feel like that's something you always do and even at a young age for example when you told us stories that these bullies would literally flick their cigarettes at you and just like shove you and to the lockers and throw yeah. your books everywhere. I mean, you got picked on so much. You were constantly moving They schools. used to take needles and actually no. stick them in you as you walked by. Who it's, does that? I, I'm, I'm telling you, crazy. it was, they actually told, my mom wasn't around and my, obviously my dad died. So I, I had no parents. Finally, the dean of girls at our school, my, at the public high school, junior high that I was at, just said to me, I'm just going to move you because you're getting really no, it's absolutely- And I would never, by the way, I never told on anybody and because I would. I didn't. I mean, never reciprocated that. You oh were never God. doing. The I same would thing. run. I was actually a fast runner. Well, that's the point. That's the point I wanted to make is that you always sort of came out of the other side stronger, even through all of that. How did you come out the bigger person in the end, knowing you know you're going through that, you're experiencing the bullying, you're getting picked on, yet you always chose to be the bigger person at that mm-hmm. age. Yeah. How did you? know to make those choices yeah I was gonna say like how did you know right versus wrong without having any guidance telling you so? I, I think early parenting helped a lot I I had actually two parents when I was young and and seeing that my my parents always made us really accountable for our actions mm-hmm. we couldn't be jerks we couldn't be selfish and you couldn't I, I shared a bed with my sister until I was 17 and, and and my other sister so I was three of us in one room so you couldn't be like oh this is mine and this is a so we all I always had to be we had to share everything yeah. including underwear I mean like we didn't have anything that was our own so growing up like that and then when my life fell apart when I was 11 um I just realized that I actually am a really good person and I know these kids are doing really wrong things to me but I knew one day that I was going to get out of here and I was going to grow up and they were going to grow up and I was going to move on from here. But I always knew down in my core who I was. And I think that's really important to understand that. That's such a good point you just made. That is such a good point. Mm -hmm. It's such a good point that, you know, you're telling our listeners that, but you're also teaching your daughters to have that. And I feel Mm -hmm. the same way. And I think it's really special and not a lot of people have that that belief that's so strong inside of them that they're like, I know I'm going to persevere. I know it's hard now, but I'm going to make it out the other end. I think and, that's really and cool. You guys, you guys were both bullied a lot. And I know that you sat alone a lot every lunch because girls, you'd sit down at the table, Sophia, and they'd walk away and then you'd eat lunch in the library every day. Yeah. And I've had to move you guys a ton of times. like a ton of times. I moved you like two yeah. or three schools. I moved you twice mm-hmm. just from people bull- bullying Bowling. you. I remember voice shoving locker your face into lockers yeah. i mean opening up lockers on your head oh, and- i remember that one kid d- dumped a bucket of paint on my new white pants yeah, I, so, I mean but so but, but then so- i always used to say to you girls like, it you know, will get better it will yeah. get better and i always i always knew and i remember one parent coming to me and apologizing to me for their kid bullying you guys and i looked at her and i'm like listen I've gone through a lot more than your little Johnny bullying or your little Susie bullying my kids. Um, I've gone through a lot more hardships than this. So your little kid isn't going to break us. And I'm not going to let my kids get broken Mm -hmm. by your little brat. That's right, mama bear. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I'm said, I'm just going to keep making you guys better and smarter and stronger. And this stuff isn't going to break you girls. And I said, just so I'm not going to let these idiots you know what the key was? Take the key you was your involvement. And mm-hmm. I think that was really what it was, the consistency and persistence of you 
mm-hmm. reiterating the fact that be good people, be the bigger person. Like we never were the people to retaliate or mm-hmm. even if someone bullied us. Sometimes I wish I stuck up for myself. And I think sometimes you even think about the times you wanted to speak out, but you also thought to yourself, you know what? They're obviously going through something. Maybe they don't have a great home life. Maybe they're someone going something internally. And you always reminded us of and that. And also, I always look at these kids and I think, what kind of parents raise children that are so cruel? Yeah. And sad. I think that if I'm going to yell at anybody, I'm not going to yell at that kid. I'm going to yell at their parents. Yeah, because, they're, because their uh, parents are mim- they're mimicking they're what their parents. They're a product of their environment. Exactly. Yeah. So it's always just to have mm-hmm. sympathy for people. Sympathy, even, even for really mean people. Because you go, gosh, I don't What know. are they dealing yeah. with? What because dealing if with? they were happy in their life, they wouldn't and be I so And I wasn't angry. totally happy in my life, but I knew that I was going to get through that time and I was going to become out a better person. You, you were just strong from the womb. You really, yeah, were. You really were. And I, I want to transition mm-hmm. a little bit into your career mm-hmm. and starting off, you were a model. Yeah. And we have not by very, choice. Like, no, I didn't ever want to be a model. Here's the thing. <laughs> you were just, you, you're so, you were so gorgeous. You still are gorgeous, but mm-hmm. it was sort of destined for you to happen. And, um, but I want to talk about, cause we have very similar, mm-hmm thoughts on that industry you, mm-hmm. in your generation and mine it's somewhat the same still yeah same people same it is changing now it's I love changing that the, a lot but body sizes are changing and i love that, that they're bringing is- a my more diverse group of uh, men and women into modeling i love that it's not like one one way or the one, one body size type. right size mega and then people zero. are actually now getting called out for the toxic environment that you, they, you guys were even raised in. No, oh, it's, it's, it was it was yeah. more than so toxic. Talk more. about how you even were approached into that and what made you continue being a model. And Well, I mean, uh, first of all, industry. I was in college and I was working a couple jobs to pay for my way through college. And um, so, you know, I would work in the morning and then I, I would go on interviews during the day for modeling and then go to college at night, go to night school. So I was working like two jobs plus going to college full time. So I was really exhausted. And then someone came up to me and offered me a job like $500 for a couple hours to model some swimsuits for their catalog. And I'm Hell like, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, that's what I wake all week. So Perfect. that's terrific. Yes. Yeah. And so that's how I got, and got into modeling. And then I started working a lot and doing commercials. And then um, I just dropped out of college because I was just and my even my college counselor said, uh, you can always come back to college, but you're never gonna make well, this what type was of the money. commercial that you got that I did a copper tone commercial. A copper tone commercial. <laughs> and I had to That's and, what's up, Mom. Yeah, listen, listen, I was a street girl and I knew how to roller skate really well in a bikini. And her so. advisor was like, Girl, go you're making go make it. The money. You're making the money that these kids are trying to make. Go do it. Yeah, and you, you can come back to yeah. college, but this is a great opportunity for you. So miss your finals. And I'm like, okay, it took a chance. And it paid off, but yeah. it really wow. paid off. But wow, getting into that modeling world, I had no idea how thin you have to be and how you you're afraid to even sip water. No, during it's the toxic. Day. It's, it's toxic. toxic. And they measure you. Then they make you get undressed to make sure that you don't have. Remember, in our my generation, we didn't have computers like Photoshop you guys and, and Photoshop, so they actually had to hand paint any imperfections on you, which was very expensive. So you really had to be flawless. So you really had to be flawless. The pressure, my God. The pressure was immense. And I had a more athletic body. So for me, it was really hard to stay super skinny because I'm naturally like a a stronger, more muscular body. If you see my mom flex and she doesn't even do a push-up, 
Yeah. What's up? What's you up? see that? Not even a weight. <laughs> not, a not even a weight. I mean, the she jeans on this woman. So, so you can see at 52, can you imagine what it looked like? Yeah. At, no. At I, 19. And I say you genuinely probably had... And I'm not just saying this, like the most perfect body. No, I've but it ever was, seen. it was a, for, for like a muscular type body. That was, that's my look, but I was doing runway shows in Paris and they want you to be like uber thin, yeah. uber thin. Like, what did they say to you? They, first of all, they, they said, oh, where are you from? I said, California. They're like, oh, you got to take off your clothes. Cause we can't have any like strong, they said, kind lose of, the tan, lose the tan. Or they would say to me, you know, you've got to be, you got to lose another five pounds constantly. And I'm like, I How am much like, I'm skin an and bones. I'm like, I ate a cracker and an apple at night. And I'm like, I, I'm going to die. I mean, it was, I mean, imagine in, in the winter in Paris, yeah. it's so cold. How and I was so thin. I was like 20, 19, 20 That's years a lot old. of pressure traveling around the world by yourself. And you With don't no really have money. Any, or parents. And no, the sisters were just, doing their thing and your like, brothers. I had nobody checking up on me. I remember I had this Russian girlfriend who um, I said to her, I said, listen, um, I'm going away on this trip or whatever. And nobody knows where I'm at or what country I'm I think I was going to Morocco for a photo shoot. And I go, just here's my name and number. Um and and here's my number of uh, my sisters in LA. Like if anything happens or you hear something happens to me, just call them and tell them like lights out for Jennifer or something. Like I, oh I, mean, I was just like thinking, what not, what could I? You know, I didn't have anybody checking up on yeah. me or no, like making sure it was, I was okay. It was a, those stories that you tell us. It just is so dark and traumatic and mm-hmm. um because i wasn't a supermodel like i didn't have you could have that. been no but like but I, I wasn't no. but i feel like you saw something bigger for yourself and i want to go back to yeah. that because you knew deep in your core you're like modeling is good to pay the money now mm-hmm. but i see a bigger picture and that bigger picture was your skincare line yeah so i want you to talk about how you know, you sort of used what you learned in the modeling world, saw what was missing, right. saw how you did things before proactive, and then you capitalized on that. But not even that. that. She also did other companies before her skincare line that teaches us that you can fail at a couple things yeah. and then hit that one jackpot. Right. Like what you were doing, what was the business? I was, I, I had started um, an athletic wear, which was way before my time, like before. Mm-hmm. Now everybody has an yeah. athletic wear company. I started athletic wear and I went to, it was so cool. I was at the Atlantic uh, in Atlanta, their trade show for workout wear. I was there. Um, so I did that line and then I met Muhammad Ali, which was really cool. I have a picture of me, Muhammad oh, Ali. So that so I, cool. I have to show you that. That was really cool. Um, and I did an, a, a dress line which mm-hmm. I was starting to manufacture dresses downtown LA. And then I fell into something that was mostly very passionate to me mm-hmm. was skincare because I had acne. I was on Accutane, which is a topical yeah. I mean, an oral medication because I had cystic acne. So I was always trying different things to help with my acne. And I lost a lot of jobs in the modeling mm-hmm. world because of my acne. And I couldn't clear it up and medication wasn't clearing it up. And then so I finally met somebody who had a skincare clinic and she educated me on how acne is a disease it is you usually you would inherit it from a, you know your yeah, parents genetic, one of your yeah. genetic and so she actually said you know it's a tw- you have to take care of it every 12 hours so in the morning and the evening so she set me up with a system of cleansing treating and healing the skin and that's how i finally figured it out with the help of her that actually topical products really can make a difference on Mm -hmm. your skin if you use them on a regular basis and you have to be really consistent with acne as well 
So I cleared up my skin. I went, this is terrific. I brought it, and long story short, I brought it down to HSN, Home Shopping Network in mm-hmm. Tampa, Florida. They bought like 5,000 units. And from there, it was history. So then we went on to you, you 25 have, years yeah. on Home Shopping. Mean, 25 years mm-hmm. at HSN or at um, Serious Skincare. And you, I mean, you're nonstop and you work yeah. day and night. And it's funny when you were telling me the times where you would start out on HSN and work at like 2 a.m. slots. Yeah, I do like two to four in the morning and, and then get like a three hour break and then go back on air and I, then go back on. That's I hustle. was doing some like seven, eight hours of live TV a day for four or five days in a row. And then I take a flight home, be home for you girls. And I never liked missing like driving you to school in the morning, picking you up, taking you to all your athletic product um, practices. You guys were in every mm-hmm. sport under the sun. Yeah. I made you guys play like basketball. Basketball. She I is Wonder Woman. Soccer. Wonder, I made the run track. I made you guys play everything. <laughs> well, I mean, how did you get volleyball. that hustle, though? I mean, how I do d- you get? You jumped into this industry where, I mean, you it's had to really learn about though, it. So yeah. Like I never had an option. Like if I failed, I sunk. I had to keep swimming. Even when I met your dad, it it wasn't like he was his own person. He had made his own money. I had to make my own money. Right. And so it wasn't like we co-mingled our money. Mm-hmm. You know, Sly had his money. I had my money. Um, I paid my own taxes. I paid my own bills. He paid his own. And so we came together in a relationship because I'm not an actress. So it was more organic because I didn't want anything from him. He didn't need anything right. from me. So I think that's kind of what made us work and also kept me working was yeah. um, I also didn't want to end up like my mom with not knowing how to do anything. I wanted to be, yeah. I wanted to know how to pay my own bills. I wanted to have money just in case things fell apart in a relationship. It's really interesting though, because a lot of people have habit of just falling to the same routine or patterns yeah. as their their family. And you wanted to break the cycle and, mm-hmm. and that you did. And I commend you so much because you had to sacrifice a lot. I mean, every month you would have to travel to Florida you would have to be and away Tampa, from your babies. Sometimes I mean, Germany. It was yeah, a yeah. lot. It was a lot of work. And I remember Sophia and I, you come home and you're just absolutely exhausted. You worked yeah. and worked and worked and and you wouldn't say no. And and it's be- not because you didn't want to work or you were tired, but you knew you could do more. And that I think that that is a hustle that is definitely inherited. I mean, that's self-taught. Well, it that's is. Self-taught. It's self-taught. And I, I just wanted to be strong for you girls. I know I, I was raising yeah. three um, smart, independent women that I wanted to be a good example for right. you guys. Well, that you are. And as a businesswoman, mm-hmm. for someone that dropped out of college, <laughs> has no knowledge of how to start a business, had no one teaching them, ABC, this is how you do it. What is your advice for someone out there that wants to start something up themselves? Well, first of all, you have to make sure uh, that you have hard work in your bones in yep. your DNA. Yeah. Okay. Because it's hard work and, yeah. and, and, and you're going to be working long hours and, and you can't give up. Yeah. So if you are a quitter and you don't like to work very hard, don't start your own business, work for somebody else. Um, I always knew I could do it better. And I knew that I could make it work no, and I would make it work. Like there wasn't, there was no, like there's no maybe op- option. Yeah. And if, if this door closed, I went through another one. So for me, it was all about real grit, real grit, real yep. hard work and, and not, and not, making excuse and not thinking like I never because I grew up in a family of seven and he didn't have anybody babying me I I didn't 
need a bunch of like, oh, you have to go to the spa for a week or you got to go to the gym. You know, I, I just, you know, out of a 12 hour day, I would work 15 hours. Yeah. Major you major opportunity. Yeah. You yes. weren't sitting around waiting for someone to I wasn't to hand sitting around getting a spa treatment and, yeah. or going and getting my nails done. Yeah, I think done. the hardest part for a lot of people is that fear of failure. Right. They're afraid to even try. When I talk about it with dad, um, say if I get rejected time and time again, mm-hmm. he goes, failure is the best part of the process because when you make it, it makes it so much fun. So How much many fun. times did you fail get back up on that horse. I mean, well, listen, in modeling world, I failed a thousand times. I would, I would go on probably like 30 interviews and drive all over the world and get maybe one job for a half a day. But that one job paid my rent for that month. And so Mm -hmm. for me, it was like, okay, keep going. Keep Keep going. going. (laughs) Also, I have a question about just even that alone is how did you even balance raising us, having a business, having a stable family life like that's a lot i mean well just one job alone can I raising tell you what kids it takes hard, well, one of the hardest jobs you can't be selfish sophia like mm. i knew i brought you girls into the world you mm. didn't ask to be brought into the world so for me it wasn't about me anymore it was about you guys and it was about my marriage and marriages are hard and they can be you know they have ups and downs all the time but i knew that i had to make sure that um I wasn't having lunch with my friends every day of the week. I wasn't going like just sitting on Mm -hmm. 8,000 boards. I was actually home home being a parent. When you could be home. When I could be home. So when I wasn't working, I was, you know, if I got off a plane at five in the morning, I've been traveling all night to get home, I would get home, drive you guys to school. Then Did I was not your... miss a day of school, by the way. She would drive us every single morning. And was pick you up. Every volleyball game. She's the room mom. I mean, you were so Every year I was but And I did, every year I did a charity event for your schools mm-hmm. to raise money for the schools. But I just knew that I could. I'm a worker and I like working and I think it's good for your mind. I don't, I, I don't look at work as work, really. Some people look at work like, oh, I'd rather just be... You like know, I can't wait for the drinking weekend. a beer yeah. and like losing my mind. Like I think work is so exciting and I find it stimulating and I and I love using my brain. I love figuring out problems and yeah. I and I like having something to do. I never mm-hmm. I don't like for me I don't like being lazy and I no, think I mean, that's we know you're constantly no. <laughs> moving. I mean, you guys, if you see my mom in her element at oh. the house, she is Cleaning, moving, working, yep. organizing, cleaning out closets. I mean, it's never, it's <laughs> never, never sitting down. Off. It's never sitting down. Um, okay, so everyone that comes across you in their life, basically, you're so maternal to, to everyone. everyone. Because I look at everybody like yeah. somebody's child, and I, I, I always want to protect them and like make them feel well, good. especially, She's especially our ex boyfriends. My mom, yeah. I, I swear, them. thinks that they are her sons. And All she gets very so, like, don't break up with them. They're so sweet. They are nice. They're, they're so nice. They're very well. First of all, you guys make good choices, and so I'm proud of that. Oh, thank you guys you. choose oh. really nice, nice human beings. Well, that's all from and you because you really raised us to make sure we knew our worth. You yeah. you definitely know your worth, and and you picked boys or gentle, nice young men that were similar to you. Oh, we'll get and into so- that. Oh, we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> and I love them. But, and so they're very kind. I still like they them. They are good that. boys. They're yeah. good boys. So we thought, why not give the listeners a little taste of of you being maternal towards them? Give them some mom advice okay. because that's one of your favorite things to do. Yes. Is constantly shower that. us with advice. Yes. Um, I think the first one, the first thing that I came to my head that I wanted to ask you is what you wish you told yourself in your 20s. 
now knowing that you have two daughters in their 20s? Uh, take your time to grow up. Like you don't have to hurry um, and enjoy your youth a little bit more. And work is fun and important, but also take a little more time for yourself. Okay. And, I like and, that. and and read a little more, educate yourself, constantly educate yourself. That's what I would do more. Because okay. I didn't I didn't You do didn't that. do that enough. No. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. I Thank like you. It. And what about um what was something that you were the hardest about on yourself when you were twenties? Like what was the hardest thing? Oh. I love being in my fifties because <laughs> it is. I can exhale. Yeah, <laughs> I feel oh, like I can exhale so now. Um, in your twenties, you th- you're always in competition, especially when I was modeling. You're always looking at somebody else and looking at their best features and wishing you had those features. Yeah. Now I look at everybody so differently, and I think, oh my god, they have great hair, but that hair belongs to them. That's in my hair. You appreciate so, things as opposed to get jealous of things. Exactly. And you don't look at yourself yeah. like, I wish I had that. And I wish I had this on other people's. Mm-hmm. And and just look at yourself as being okay. You're okay. Yeah. You have, yeah, you're lucky so to true. have what you have. And maybe it's not always perfect. Mm-hmm. It's so, so tough. It's like being on social media. It's like so I'm that so hard so, on so, myself. But it's also nice that you were in the entertainment field for a bit. And you kind of still are. And mm. you you get how we're feeling. Oh, I, we're I 100%. To... I feel like every little thing on your body, yeah. you criticize and you go, oh, my God, I'm so lucky I have a body. I'm so lucky I have these I, hands, yeah. this, this stomach. I don't care if it has a little pouch. It's still my pouch. And I mean, it's beautiful, you know? So true. It, we all do this I when wish I we... I didn't beat myself up so much. Uh, all the time. I mean, we all do this when we take a photo of ourselves and we go, oh, my God, look at my thighs. I look bad. I'm slouching. And then you look at that photo a few years later and you go, why was I complaining? So I looked so good in this picture. I mean, it's so silly, but I want to talk about dating advice. Okay. Um... <laughs> Typically, mom. <laughs> when it comes, uh-oh, uh-oh, okay, uh-oh. I'll explain. Okay, when it comes okay. to dating advice, yeah, you and dad give polar, polar opposite opposite. responses. Yep, true. Sly obviously thinks like a man. You think as a little dainty flower that doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings, and no, I love I, I, that. Okay. I love that about you. It's a good balance. It's a good, it's balance. A good balance. So we're gonna ask you some dating advice. Okay, and you can answer it however you want because this is your segment. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so how did you know when you found the one, a.k.a. Sly? I knew because I felt that I was home. I felt safe and I felt that he was my home. I know that sounds strange. No, it's, no, it's that's true. That's so cute. I, I mean, made you felt secure. You I felt, felt secure. I felt loved. I felt protected. I felt like we were like just one and Mm -hmm. it didn't all the outside noise didn't matter and I felt like it was like every time I got home with him it was it was it was just perfect secure secure I love that this is now in going to new relationships Mm -hmm. how should guys treat you when you're going into a new relationship and how should you feel about yourself well before heading I mean of course you should you know be treated I mean it's that's a kind of like you, everyone should be treated yeah. well. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean that doesn't. But you know, you treat people how you want to be treated. So if you treat someone poorly, then they're going to treat you poorly. Um, I mean, that's what I hope. I mean, yeah. you know, if you treat someone kind and give that love to them, I always give people the benefit of the doubt. But then 
if someone treats me poorly, then I just get rid of them. I mean, I'm right. not going to waste not my waste time, time with, I'd rather be alone than be with somebody that's right. not nice. I have a question yeah. that's sort of aside from dating. Um, being in your 50s, did, were you ever scared of reaching that age? Or are you kind of just happy that you're in your 50s? I'm really happy I'm in my yeah, 50s. It looks I'm, like you are. Honestly. I'm really comfortable. I feel like all that, you know, noise of like trying to be perfect, trying to look, you know, when people see your dad and I, I think everyone looks at us like, oh, I thought they were taller. I thought they were prettier. I thought, mm-hmm. you know, and, the, and yeah. you always are feeling that kind of judgy eyes on yeah. you. Now I don't really care what you yeah. think. Well, I really am just like, right. I just, think- I'm like, this is who I am. I'm, if you like me, you like 100%. me. A hundred percent. Do you think mm-hmm. maybe you're enjoying your 50s now because you had such a tough childhood and and adult young adulthood yeah that was just so traumatic you never got to breathe I didn't have a childhood I think because I was always working I had a job since I was 12 years old so now that I'm not working as much Mm -hmm. and you girls I would say you're baked you're raised (laughs) you know the cake is done we are overcooked you guys are overcooked okay (laughs) like you don't need any more advice from big mama here so I feel like you guys are doing really really well and now I can just sort of like exhale right and let you girls go and And she just wants us to pop out some babies you guys oh yeah baby I want a baby on each I know and then I want one in the stroller and I (laughs) honestly I'm so excited for when you become a grandma I cannot wait to be a grandma you know, oh, you're gonna be such best. a good I, I dream of it. Now I have just dogs and cats that I baby like they're my babies. But um, I have. A I always tell of- Sly of like, oh my gosh, you know that um, Mabel Kitty is gonna be here when we are grandparents. Do you know that? Do you know that Winnie is gonna be yeah. here? We're like a certain like, age and dad because that's true. They're yeah. gonna live at least another ten years. Yeah. Oh my god. That's true. Means- They'll be here when we have kids. Yeah, they're gonna meet. I mean, hopefully, if we have kids, your grandma in training with the Kavapoos right now. Yes, so love Kavapoos. I went on my Instagram and I posted a photo of you and I put a little question box. I said we have you on, and I wanted all the listeners to ask some questions, and we got thousands of responses. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you. That was really it was crazy, and people were losing it, and so I condensed a few just really good questions. I feel. A lot of people can just relate to, and they mm-hmm. go from being a mom to everything else. Yeah, and you can answer as long or short. Yeah. As okay. Well. So the first we'll get one, we'll yeah, go quick. <laughs> um, the first one is hardest part about raising children: advice for new moms. Take help when you can get it. Like if mm-hmm. you know you need sleep too, just like your baby does, yeah, and you're a better advice. parent when you get sleep. So if someone says, "I can watch your baby for an hour or two, say thank you. And, right. and accept it and go take a nap because I know that it's the hardest job I've ever done in my life was raising kids. And so you need all the help you can get. Yeah. And, and and you need your sleep too. So. My mom said that she never got any sleep with me as oh, a baby. Oh, you're the worst. You, you were up all night, child. <laughs> she um, wanted to chuck me out of window. I, I actually yeah, thought about it for a quick second. <laughs> I'm really happy you didn't throw no, me out of <laughs> um, Okay, the next question is, what is your morning routine, specifically your skincare tips and tricks? Morning routine is I... I uh, always cleanse my skin mm-hmm. with my glycolic cleanser, and I um I always cleanse my skin, and I always put an SPF on. I know that sounds boring, but it is like it's a great it's trick. A, but it's true. It was, I actually have heard that overdoing your skincare routine sometimes is actually harm more than it, beneficial. Case, yeah. And you've always said just keep it simple. Yeah, and you've saved my whole volleyball team when I was in high school you. with your skincare products, the glycolic yes. and the dry low. You yes. guys, my so. mom was so funny. She would bring 
every single player on our teams a goodie bag of all of her products and yep. the entire team well just i like, analyzed their skin so yeah. i would look at all their skin and go okay so you your skin's a little dry you have a little you have some breakouts you have some pimples i'm gonna put my dry low great. on you and, and by so the they, end of the season everyone was glowing, glowing. everyone had pretty skin <laughs> even one of my girlfriends from my team she wrote in she was like your mom saved my skin Aww. and i was like that's so it's, they were just such they good loved girls. you so um mom yes Who's your favorite child? That's so mean, Sophia. You know, every, you know. We no, didn't ask the question. No, there is no such they thing as a They want to know. But there isn't a such a favorite because all you girls are different. And I love you each individually. And and my life would be over if one of you were, mm. wasn't here. So it doesn't, you can't, I can't. Okay, but She's looking at me more, so I'm assuming. That. <laughs> okay, but who is You asked the question. <laughs> never, oh. never. Winnie, Winnie. <laughs> Winnie Stallone. <laughs> I knew it. We all knew that. We, we all, all knew, knew that. She is my favorite. Um, tips for a happy relationship and marriage advice. <sighs> happy relationship. Um, uh, that's oh, a tough one. marriage advice. Okay, yeah, marriage, marriage advice. Uh, you know, marriage is long. You know, and you mm -hmm. got, you're not always going to be happy, and you're not always. So understand that people also go through different stages in your life, just like kids that like, go from their terrible twos to their yeah. you know, delightful sevens or whatever. It you know delightful it, sevens. Yes. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that you're going to fight, and you're going to have your you're going to go different, yeah. and also your bodies are changing too. So mm -hmm. men go through different changes. Women go through menopause. So you also are changing. So you got to like exhale a lot, take a break, take a time out. Yeah. And also sometimes fighting's good because you get mm -hmm. out a lot of stuff that you've been holding in mm -hmm. and you let it go and then you're good again. I but also I always recommend to all my friends if they're having a fight with their husband, I'm the only one that will say you stay in the relationship I mean, obviously, if they're being abusive, no. But like, if if they're just, if just always arguing, I go, this time shall pass, mm -hmm. right? And you guys are going to get through this, but don't throw away because you're just going to jump in another relationship. Yeah. And by the way, there isn't anybody's relationship yeah. that is no. perfect and happy and all the time. Always said to us, never rush things. Like if you're having an argument with your significant other, don't rush to decide to divorce them or right. break up with them or. Don't even rush into marriage before you're even ready to do it. Right. I really think, live with those people yeah. and see if you can handle their their ups and downs, their mood swings, mm -hmm. their their quirks. I mean, everybody has their quirks. Like yeah. I'm very A-type and my very husband is not A-type. So not. like he's very messy. I'm not. So can I live with messy, uh, you know, things like that. So right. that, that's really important. I think the secret sauce from a kid's point of view of seeing your relationship with dad is you guys are never not laughing. Yeah. And I think laughter is just the cure-all for all I of it. I think so, too. I think also being really silly. Like, I yeah. never take myself seriously. And I think, and he'll tease me. I'll tease him. I love being yeah. goofy. I love being silly. I don't want to be cool. I want to have fun. I want to laugh at myself, too. Like, Everyone, you guys are always everyone's got to lighten up, you, you know, everybody's got to chill out and you got to lighten Mess up. up. Like, do people got to lighten up. Like life yeah, is people. short. We got to have true. fun and don't take, if someone says something, laugh it off. Who cares? Exactly. It doesn't matter. You, in, and that's the same thing in a marriage. Like somebody might say something pretty cruel or not nice, mm -hmm. but just like not laugh it off, but like get over it. Get over it. Get over it. it. And you know, it doesn't stick to you unless it's true. Right. Very true. That was nice. Thank you. 
This is a good question. <laughs> I probably stole that from somebody. That's okay. Yeah. Take it. That's good. I don't Take know. it. I don't know. No claimers. <laughs> Patent that, okay. Jennifer. So this is a little bit more on the serious side. Um, mm-hmm. I lost my father at an early age, just like you. And now being a wife and mother, I can see the effect it has on many of my decisions in life. Sometimes I feel like I can't move on. Is there a way to feel better and accept my life as it is? Or will that absence always be there? Well, you know, you're very blessed to have such a beautiful father in your life. And he probably taught you a lot of really nice things about how to be a good parent. So you should look at that as such a blessing. And then also one thing is, is that you can't change what is. So you lost him and, but he is looking down at you and he is watching you. And I know if he wants you to be happy. Uh, What I always tell my girls, regardless if I'm here or not in this earth, um, no, I want you to be happy. Don't, I, you know, you can have moments where you're sad and you miss your parents, but you got to make them happy. Their happiness would be, is because you're happy. And I know that sounds very simplistic, but being um, joyful every day, loving your children, showing, being a good parent, like your dad was a good parent to you. Mm -hmm. That's what's making him happy. He doesn't want to see you sad. He doesn't want to see you depressed. He doesn't want you to see you like, oh, every day, you know, just change it up Mm -hmm. and say, how would my dad, what would my dad, what advice would he probably give me is I want you to live your life and smile more, laugh more, love your kids more, Mm -hmm. give them hugs, tell them how great they are. That's one thing I always told you guys, I digress, is I always told you how smart you are, Mm -hmm. how kind you are, how beautiful you are inside and out, and constantly giving you and telling you how much I love you every single day. I would rub your faces every night and say what good kids you are and how pretty you are and how sweet you are. Long term, I don't think you realize what that does to a kid's brain. It does, and it costs nothing. It costs nothing. It changed everything Everything. for us. It really meant the world. I always say that we remember not the times that she threw us a big birthday party or the crazy Or the vacations. It was genuinely... The time she drove us to school and picked us up, the time she would sit by our bed and hold her hand on our forehead until we would fall asleep just to have that pressure and that warmth there to show that she was around. And just those tiny moments were way more significant when I'm older and I'm going to do with my kids than these lavish things that they assume is what you know when i think I, I i remember i think it might have been scarlet um i woke up at like three in the morning and she woke up at the same time and we met in the kitchen we had a bowl of cereal together and to her that was like one of the greatest memories it and is it's such a simple memory is. but those are the things that are important in life and kids remember and kids remember it's not you know spending every second with your children but it's mm-hmm. also just spending quality time and letting them know how proud you are of them how smart they are how good yeah. they are constantly reinforcing that in your kid every single day makes a difference Damn, how did we get so lucky i know you guys well, well, i'm lucky i got listen this is all i wanted to be in life was a mom so when i was i was a little girl my sisters and i would lay in bed at night and say we just want to be moms oh you were built you were built for this job i was you built, for, built for this job. what type of guys do you think sophia and sistine would end up marrying okay I think both of you are going to marry very smart, 
entrepreneurial type men. Okay. Um, but what's a specific but thing that you think would work for her? Okay. Uh, I'm gonna have- you're going to marry definitely a tall, um, very kind of more nerdy type of guy. Oh god! I That's think Sustine is going to marry a little bit more muscular, um, <laughs> someone who is likes to joke because you are super funny and silly. I would love that. And you like to joke around, and you have a very dry sense of humor. So I think mm-hmm. you're going to have someone who's very witty, yes. and very funny, and you're going to marry someone very smart and clever. Mm-hmm. Both are going to be hardworking, intelligent men. And, and both know- will give you lots of babies. <laughs> Yay! Mom will have first approval. If she doesn't like them, we're not getting them. Oh, yeah. So if you guys want to go out with us, you have to go through her first. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so we're going to wrap up the show. I think this is a good question to end with. Someone asked you, what is the most important lesson in life? Which is such a A big question, but answer it. What is the most important question? I don't know. Um, Just one. Happiness. I mean... We all want to be happy and healthy, mm-hmm. I guess. I know so it's very simple, but it is yeah. what life is all about. Yeah. Like make I mean, decisions that make you happy. No matter if you live, you know, 30 years or 100 years, you kind of want to go through life being happy. Mm-hmm. Whatever, which I way that, that gets you. <laughs> I love that. Mama, thank you so much for coming on the Life's show like today. She's our chocolates. mama, but now she's your mama. This is Mama Jane. I'm super oh. proud of you guys. Mom, you did. <laughs> We're all giving hugs right now. Mom, you did a really good job. Thank you. Um, I hope we did you proud today. You guys yeah. are awesome. I know I'm once so proud of oh, you. Thank you. This I know once awesome this episode show. comes out, they're gonna I'll request you, you every single time. And maybe oh. if you guys want to give us some tips of what you want to see from her next time for a part two, Ooh. that'd be fun. Maybe different questions, but honestly, like I'm, I this exceeded my expectations. Oh, good. Any well, final guys, thoughts? Any final thoughts? I don't know. Just keep going strong, girls. You're doing everything right. Thank you guys for joining us on this week's episode with our beautiful, lovely mother, Jennifer Stallone. Um, Stay tuned for next week's episode and hopefully we'll have her back on. See y'all Tuesday. Bye. From all of us here at the show, thanks for staying unwaxed. No, Kelly Clarkson! Be sure to download new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or PodcastOne.com. Follow your hosts at Sophia Stallone and at Sistine Stallone. And be sure to follow the show at Unwaxed Podcast. Your producer is Will Sterling. We'll see you next week.